Hello to all our listeners. Today we will be starting Hilchot Yibum Halisa, the first chapter. Before we start, I will give a quick preface to the idea of Yibum and Halisa. When somebody marries a woman and passes away before they manage to bring children, and we will see all the different details regarding this in the Halachot. If he passes away before they manage to bring children, then and if he has brothers from his father, in other words, brothers that are related to him from his father, then these brothers are obliged to remarry this woman in what we call yibum. It's a marriage called yibum. Or, um, do if they do not want to remarry her, then they have to do what we call halisa. Halisa is a type of divorce for those for those brothers, or a type of um, annulment of their um, uh, obligatory yibum. So that's. In general, what Yibum and Halisa is about, of course, we will see more of that in the following chapter. So the, this first chapter deals with um, uh, just the definition of Yibum and Halisa. So the first part of this chapter deals with the Hayyuv of Misvat Yibum. The second, um, later on, we will see a little bit about um, uh, different... Uh, um, you know, when somebody has more than has been married to more than one woman, um, what his brothers are obliged to marry, remarry? How many women are they obliged to do yibum and halisatu? We will see that later on in this chapter. Um, so we will start. Yes, bichalalan shalosh misvot shetem misvot ase vehad misvot lo ta'ase vezeu peratan. There are three misvot um, in hilchot yibum and halisa, two positive precepts and one um, negative precept. The first one is Leyabim, as described. The second one is Lahalos. The third, That a woman who her husband passed away, she's what we call a Yevama. Okay, her husband passed away before they brought children. She's called a Yevama. She's now going to marry a foreign, another, a new husband until um, uh, she has her, her status has been taken care of in regard to the brothers of her previous husband. And the woman that has um, to be um, uh, has to have yibum or halisa done on her is what we call zikuka liyabam um, in need of a yabam. And I will just use the Hebrew term from here on out in these chapters. And when a husband, when a when a brother uh, of the, someone that passed away. Has a wife, has a woman that he has to do yibum or halisatu. He's what we call, um, zik, there's what we call between them zika, like a connection of sorts, which has to be sorted out whether through yibum, which is a marriage, or halisa, which is the annulment of, um, the yibum. Halacha aleph. Meswat asim in the Torah, she yibem adam eshet achiv me'abiv ben min anisuin ben min erusin imet belozera. It is a positive precept of the Torah that a person does yibum as described earlier on the wife of his husband the wife of his brother from his father whether his his brother was married to the woman or he was engaged what we call erusin um, not not like modern day engagement if his brother passed away without bringing forth um, children through that wife shinemar oh no if the husband passed away without having any children it says in the Pasuk, and if he does not have a child, a, a son, um, the Yevama, the um, uh, brother, shall 
um, uh, come unto her and bring her as a woman and do yibum on her. In other words, marry the woman through what we call yibum, um, and then um, uh, and, and and so to speak, bring forth the children on instead of the brother that passed away, bring children with that wife. Instead, the the brother is doing so so to speak some sort of favor for his brother by bringing forth children through that wife. And from scriptural law, he does not need to do Kiddushin on that woman. Kiddushin was described in the previous chapters. Kiddushin is a sort of um, premarital um, uh, engagement of sorts. Um, so from scriptural law, a brother who does Yibum for his brother's wife, if his brother passed away, um, he does not need to do any of that. But rather he may just um, uh, have relations with the woman and rather he may have relations with the woman and he is considered to be married with her. And her marriage contract is um, uh, and her ketubah, which is like a sort of marital contract, she has the same ketubah from her husband that passed away as the one for her brother. We don't need to make her a new ketubah. Upon Yibum. Now, if one of the parties, whether the woman that her husband passed away does not want to marry the brother, or the brother does not want to marry the, the wife of, of, the, of his uh, brother, uh, they don't want to do this, we do what is called Halisa. We will, of course, define how Yibum and Halisa are exactly done later on. Um, as it says in the and it's a positive precept to do halisa in a case in which the, one of the sides do not want to do yibum, and this is as it is said in the pasuk v'halisana alone he shall take off her shoe, and we will see exactly what that means. Um, and another thing, misva the the precept of yibum is proceeding to the precept of halisa. In other words, it's more it's beforehand before yib, halisa you always. Prefer to do, you always try to do yibum. If the yibum doesn't work out, you do halisa. This is not halakha ma'asif for today. I don't know what halakha ma'asif for today the batedinim uh, do. Um, I'm just bringing what Haram Bam says in his book of halakhot. Halakha gimel. Now we said previously in the chapter that when the husband, that if a brother of, if somebody who was married to a woman does not have um, a child from that woman, then his brother marries that woman for him. He is what we call. She is what we call um, Zikukali Abam, and the brother is, has Zikat to that woman, and he marries her through Yibum or um, annuls the, the, the connection through Halisa. So we said this is when there's no children, but what do we mean when we say no children? So when we say there's no, there were no children to the husband, what we mean is that there were no, either a boy or a girl, okay? Or any posterity that the husband had, even not from that wife. Whether if he has a child from any place, from a different woman, it doesn't matter what, he um, annuls his, the, 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 the need of yibum to be done on his wife, and his wife does not need yibum or halisa or anything. She just goes out free. Even if he had a, a son that was born in, illegal, in, in improper marital relations, or that is an um, uh, idol worshiper, he... Um, he annul, he makes his, his mother, uh, the wife of the, that husband, not need to have yibum. However, somebody who has a son from a goy, a non-Jewish um, 
slave or a non-Jewish woman, okay, these two do not take away the hayyub of yibum on um, a woman that was married to him. Because a, a posterity that comes out of um, uh, a, a slave is, is like a slave. And of course we're talking about goy slave. So a posterity that comes out of a goya slave is considered like a slave and not considered to be um, uh, like, like, his, uh, like, his, um, like his seed. As well as somebody that comes out of a goya, he's considered like a goya and not considered to be part of this person's seed, part of this person's um, uh, children. As it says in the Pasuk, the woman and her children shall be to their owner. Um, and we learn from this that the, the, the child of a slave is like the slave themselves. Again, this is a goyas, a goyas slave. And in regard to a, goya, a, a, a Jew who married a goya and brought children through that goya, it says, and... It says, and he shall, um, uh, um, uh, this, this goy shall take your, your children away from my ways. That's what God is saying about somebody who marries a goya. In other words, In other words, take, taking the, the child away from being considered part of Kehal Israel, part of Am Israel. Even if the child that this person had through the Shifhar of the goya, um, ended up doing yur or being let free, um, we still don't consider them as though as though they were his um, seed, as though they were his posterity, because they are like anybody, any other um, uh, proselyte or, um, uh, or or freed slave that does not have connection even to his family. Um, I'll give an example. If somebody um, uh, converts to Judaism, and then his father converts to Judaism. His father isn't considered his father from Jewish law, even though um, they're both Jewish. And if he converts to Judaism and his father doesn't convert to Judaism, his father is still not considered his father by Jewish law. He has no family connection. So also here, if somebody's children who are goyim or slaves or goy slaves convert, to, even if they convert to Judaism, they're not considered to be his posterity, and um, uh, and they are they don't have family connection to him. Um, like that, uh, like the type of family connection that would take um, take the hayyub of yibum away from a woman. And they do not um, uh, um, be poterin, the wife from yibum. Continuation. This is a very interesting halakha. Somebody who's a, a, a son or, or, or a daughter from a shifha, from a female slave, that was uh, from a female goy slave, and and he lets the slave free. Now she becomes like a Jew, and now he remarries her. Now he marries her. Now this marriage is a higher status marriage. Now they have children from the previous their previous relations. So you would think that if she passes away, then she wouldn't need to do yibum because they have children from previous relations when she was a slave. Now if the husband dies, what is the halakha? The halakha is that she still needs yibum because now in her new status, she does not have a connection to those old to those children that were that she had when she, when they, when uh, when she was a slave, and is considered as though she never had children with this man before, and this man does not have any other children. Um, if he has no other children, then she is zikuka liabam. 
הלכה ה, מי שמת והניח אשתו מעוברת, אם הפילה אחר מותו, הרי זאת תתייבם, ואם ילדם ויצא הוולד חי לאוויר העולם, אפילו מת בשעה שנולד, אמו פטורה מן החדיסה ומן הייבום. The, she lost the child after, in other words, she lost the pregnancy after his death, then she needs yibum. However, if she gives birth and the child comes out alive to the, uh, to, to the heir of the world, even if he dies, if the, if the child, the baby was died, died at birth, the woman is petura from halisa and yibum. When I say petura, just uh, anybody who doesn't understand what petura means, petura means does not, is not obliged. I'm just going to use the word petura because it's easier and quicker to use and most people understand what it means petura means not obliged so the woman is petura from halisa and yibum however however from dibre sofrim from the from the sages there was a uh, additional law made that we have to know for sure that this child who came out to the to the to the air of the world um, was a nine-month-old baby and not a baby and not a prematurely born baby who was, who was not considered the status of a, a baby and he has a different status um, However, if we don't know sorry, if we don't know how long this baby how many months old this baby was when he was born in other words, how many months pregnant the woman was when she gave birth to the baby um, we, we, we leave the baby for 30 days if, if he stays alive after 30 days then um, uh, then the woman is really petura from yibum and halisan. She's not considered zikukali yibum. Um, and I will just explain when a child was is prematurely born. Of course, he can pass away, um, especially in the day in those days when the technology was when, when medical technology was very very um, uh, uh, in advanced relative to our times. Um, so if the baby was prematurely born, he would die shortly after. So that's why they want to check that he was alive for 30 days. If he was alive for 30 days, it's a, a, like a siman, it's like a signal that he will continue to live and that he was not prematurely born. And even, even if he was prematurely born, he will continue to live um, if he's alive for 30 days. What we call a valad shel kayama, a strong, a child who's going to stay. Um, so... Now, if However, if the child dies on the 30th day itself, in other words, 30 full days didn't pass, even if he died from sickness, which, which came externally, or he fell, or uh, so he was eaten by an animal, this is what we call safek. We're not sure here if he was a nefel, if he was a prematurely born baby, and he, and he was not... Um, uh, considered um, uh, in, uh, sufficient to make the woman petura from yibum, or he was a sufficient to make the woman petura from yibum, and this is what we call safek, and therefore, and therefore the woman, we do halisan her, um, and we can, and the, the, her, the brothers of the, of the husband do halisan this woman, and not yibum, because we're not sure if she in fact needed yibum, so we do halisa from safek, so she can marry somebody else, and if, if, and if there was no, and, and if it ended up that the child was a prematurely born baby, then the halisa is a real valid halisa. And if it ended up that he was not a prematurely born baby and that he was a real um, child, um, that, that, that was enough, that was sufficient to make the woman petura from yibum, then this halisa is considered as nothing, but at least um, uh, we take her out of this safek, out of this um, unsure situation. Halakha vav. makom. Now this chapter is going to deal with what brother has to do yibum on his brother that passed away 
leaving no, no children after him. Okay, so what brother do we consider having to do Yibum? Is it every brother? Is it a Goy? Somebody who is a Goy, maybe he won't have to. We'll see right now. So, somebody who is a brother from any place, whether we're talking about somebody who was born from improper marital relations or an idol worshipper, whether he was um, uh, before Bar Misvah, after Bar Misvah, before 13 years of age, after 13 years of age, um, which is a legal, um, uh, legal what we call halachically legal in many senses. Uh, um, so from the time his head comes out of the world, from the time the, this brother is born, and until the married brother passes away, he's what we call zokek et yishto leyubum. This brother um, makes the woman have to do yibum. Now let's say there were no brothers. So if there were no brothers, the woman does not have to do yibum halisa. And she could just remarry immediately. I mean, she could remarry a new person after her husband passes away. So that's why it's important to know if this person has brothers, if somebody who passes away before bringing children, before bringing forth children, has brothers or does not have brothers. So these brothers, even from this, so any brother that this person has, whether even if he was an idol worshiper or not, um, is zokek the woman for yibum. If somebody has a brother from a shif, from a goy uh, slave, or from a, um, uh, a goya, a non-Jewish woman, um, uh, even though they're, you know, his brothers in a certain sense of the way, in terms of halachic zikikali yibum, they're not considered brothers. Even if he was given birth, if the woman, um, let's say, it was a goya that had marital relations and became pregnant with someone, um, and and so now she's still a goya. She's not Jewish, but she converted during the pregnancy and she gave birth while she was already a converted Jew. So we'd say, oh, the brother that get, that's born out of this is considered maybe um, uh, valid to 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 make the woman to make his his brother's wife valid for yibum, uh, obliged to yibum. And you would, we say no because he needs to be conceived. Um, um, he needs to be conceived. In other words, the pregnancy, the beginning of the pregnancy needs to be bikdusha, in other words, in a proper manner, and the end of the pregnancy needs to be in a proper manner. Both of those are what count, and if one isn't proper, then it doesn't count. Then he's not a brother for the purposes of Yibum. Brothers from the from the mother's side, exclusively from the mother's side, are not considered brothers for anything but Avelut, which is mourning, and Adut. Um, and um, uh, witnessing a witness, somebody who cannot witness be a witness for his brother, we call this kirba, which um, makes him pasul, makes him an improper witness. However, in regards to um, inheritance or yibum halisa, these brothers are not considered brothers um, because there is no um, uh, brotherhood. There's only brotherhood for these things from the father's side. Family relatives that were goyim, that all converted, even though they were brothers before the conversion, are not considered to be brothers after the conversion. Because they are, rather, they are like foreign one to another. Family-wise, and even some, even children that were born to a goya 
that originally she was a goyak upon becoming being impregnated for the first child. And then she converted before giving birth to the first child, and she gave birth to him in Kedusha. She gave birth to him as a Jew. And now she gave birth to a second child. She was impregnated as a Jew and gave birth as a Jew. So you would say, oh, look, they, they, they're probably related. No, they're not related. Um, but rather, they're like Zarim. They're foreign one to another. Even twins who were born to a woman that was, that, that, that was impregnated as non-Jewish, but she gave birth to them while she was Jewish, what we call Ledatobikdusha, uh, even twins um, do not have brotherhood in between them until both impreg imp the impregnating of the woman and the giving birth is done in Kedusha, in other words, while she's Jewish in a proper manner. Somebody who had many women and passed away before bringing forth any children. So the bi'ah or halisa of one of the women poter the rest of the woman from needing, from being obliged to have bi'ah or halisa, as it says in the pasuk, and he who builds the house of his brother, okay, uh, who did not build the house of his brother, and it says house, so we learn from this one house and not two houses. In other words, somebody who does halisa does not have to, uh, a brother of someone that passed away um, and left many wives behind him, the brother does not have to do halisa and yubum on all of the wives, but rather on one of them, and then he, um, uh, and, and that's, enough, that's sufficient to be poter all the rest of the one from halisa and yubum. Also, if he had many brothers, one of the brothers does Yibum and Halisa and one of the women, and the rest of the sides, both brothers and, and, and the women that were married to this man, are not obliged anymore for Yibum and Halisa. And this is because the idea of Yibum is to bring forth children for that person who passed away, not for each one of the women that were married to this person, because these women can remarry. The idea is to bring back, forth children in the name of of this guy that passed away, so his brothers bring the is one of his brothers bring the children, and one woman is sufficient to bring to, to, to so to speak um, for the namesake of this husband. Now, um, a woman who is kohenet, if she becomes there are certain statuses and, and she becomes married, usually she loses. Uh, sorry, a woman who may be married, uh, okay, not any woman can marry a Kohen. A Kohen can marry only specific types of women. And I will not get into the details of that here. Um, uh, th those details can be found in Hilchoti Surah Be'ah, Pirakim, chapter 17 through 19. So I will get back to this. So a woman that was proper to be married, that was allowed to be married to a Kohen. And if we do halisa on her, she will not be allowed to be married to a Kohen because it will be considered as though she is a divorced woman and a divorced woman is not allowed to marry Kohanim. And she is... So, so we have many women that were married to one man and some of them... So we have many women that were married to one man and some of them were already unable to marry Kohanim from halachic, in terms of their halachic status and some of them were still able to marry Kohanim. And so obviously, so if we do Yibum... So if Yibum is done on that, on if, if the brothers do Yibum, they could choose whoever to do Yibum with. It doesn't matter whether it's the woman that may be married to Kohanim or not, because it's we're talking about marriage here between the brother and the woman, so even if she wanted to marry Kohan after that, she wouldn't be able to. 
But if we're doing halisa, then the halisa should be done on the woman who already cannot who who cannot marry um uh, kohanim anymore. So that the woman who want who still can marry kohanim can still marry kohanim. If we do halisa on them, it takes away their ability to marry kohanim as well. Therefore, um. Uh, by um, uh, the, the halisak of the brothers will be done on the woman who already cannot marry Kohanim so that not to take away the status from the woman who can marry Kohanim still and they will be, still be able to marry Kohanim after this one brother who had many brothers who passed away and left many women now he has to do halisar and yibum theoretically in each one of them so he may, if he could do yibum on all of them from a monetary perspective, in other words, if he could um, feed and clothe all of the women, as 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 described in the Chodishut, they're like regular wives to him in terms of feeding and clothing, etc., um, then he may do yibum. However, if he can't, then he does halisa on all of them. Or if he wants to, he may do halisa on some and yibum on some based on his, um, uh, his uh, desire and based on his monetary ability um, to... To, to do yibum and as he cannot do yibum on more, more women than he could um, uh, support. Somebody who does yibum on a woman. So somebody who does yibum on a woman. All of the women that were married to the brother of um, uh, to his brother become unallowed on this person who married the Yabama. The Al Shi'arahim as well as on the other brothers. And also the brother the rest of the brothers are not allowed to marry any of the other wives that were married to their brother who passed away. Um, as it says in the Pasuk um her her Yabam, male, should go and marry her and not many women and not marry many women. And um, we learn from this the fact that it says one, it says aleha and not alehim. Um, so I will read the halakha again. Um, right, so. Halakha yud beta konesed yabim to nesru sarotiha ala ve'al she'ara ahim. Vimba hu so um, a person who was married to, to a few women and he needed and his brothers now needed to to yibum once one brother did yibum on one of the women the rest of the brothers and the brother who did yibum on one of the women are not allowed to marry any of the other women um, because it says in the pasuk it implies one yibum and from the fact that one yibum is the what is de- designated, we learn that more than one yibum cannot be done. Continuation. Also, somebody who does halisa, um, the woman who was halusa is not allowed on all the brothers, um, as well as the rest of the, her co-wives. Um, and they are all disallowed like sheniot or sheniot. Um, it's a it's a level under the complete disallowance of marital relation from the Torah. What we call it surah arva. It's one level under, which is also disallowed, um, but is less um, uh, severe if transgressed. 
שמאחר שמת אחיו בלא ולד, נסתלק איסור ערווה מעל כל נשיו, לפיכך תופסים בהן לקידושין כשניות. So once is because, um, although they're not considered ערווה, because obviously some, somebody who has marital relations with a married, some, a woman who is married to his brother, that is considered complete ערווה, severe marital, uh, it's a severe transgression, but after he passes away, he goes to like level two transgression, which is less severe, but obviously still not allowed, especially after the Halitha Nibum. Halachayot Gimel, Halacholes Libim To, Keshem Shi Yasura Alav, Kach Kirovoteha, Keron Emmaha, Ubitaha, Vechach Yasura Libno, Ulahiv. Nochen Yasura Libno, Ulahiv. Somebody who does Halisa to a woman, the same way she is now disallowed upon him, also her relatives, like her mother or her daughter, and she is also disallowed upon this person's brother, brothers, or children. Also, her second level, her second degree um, um, uh, relatives in terms of severeness are also um, uh, not allowed upon this person and his brothers. For example, like her, the daughter's, her daughter's daughter's daughter. Also, she is disallowed upon his son's son's son. And the, the guiding rule here is that she to him, a person who does halisan, a woman, the woman who did halisan is like a woman that he divorced. Also, if somebody, if a woman that is, uh, that is obliged to have yibum done on her passes away, and she still has her zikah on a certain on the brother of her husband, then the brother of her husband or the brothers of her husband that passed away are not allowed to marry her relatives as though they were as though this woman was their wife. Umeta tahtav and she passed away in their hands. Vikola isurina elubidibrehem and all these um disallowances are from the sages. However a person may marry the sister of the co-wife of a woman that he does halisan. So let's say, uh, for example, um, I'm using the example from Makbili, the Makbili edition, um, Reuven was married to two women, Hana and Penina. Now, Reuven passes away and he left two women, two co-wives, Hana and Penina. And Levi, Reuven's brother, does halisan Penina. So he still can't marry Hana because she was the co-wife. But he may marry Hana's sister, Sarah. Okay? So he may marry the co-wife's sister if he did halisa on one of the other wives. Somebody who has a zikah to a woman and has to do either yibum or halisa on her. He may not marry this woman's mother's uh, um, uh, cl close relatives like her mother or her daughter until one of his brothers does Yibum or Halisan this woman. If one of his brothers did Yibum or Halisan this woman, then he may marry this woman's mothers or daughters. There's no, um, uh, he has no zikah to the woman. He has no connection in terms of marital connection to the woman. And therefore he can marry the, the, the relatives of this woman. Even though these women are, of course, not allowed on his brother, um, he, he may marry them. Somebody who 
Somebody who marries a Yabama, marries a woman that he is um uh, that, that is obliged to have Yibum, he does the Yibum on her, and now he divorces her. After he divorces her, in in condition if she doesn't have marital relations with somebody else, he may remarry her, just like he may re- remarry a woman that he divorced on regular terms. We already explained in Ilchot Ishut, um, chapter 11, Halacha Gimal, that a boy, male, from the age of nine and one day, nine and up, his relations are considered valid marital relations. And this is halakha mi kapala. This is like uh this is from the sages from uh, uh, from tradition. And therefore, a child who had a zikata woman, who his brother passed away and left a woman, now he's called uh, we we call him a yabam, a zikata woman that wanted to do yabum on the wife of his um, deceased brother. If he was above nine days. Nine years in a day, if he was nine years and up, he may do yibum on this woman. However, he cannot do halisa because halisa in the Torah and the in the, the, the verses regarding halisa mention ish, a male, somebody who is above 13 and older. Only that is what we consider ish according to the Torah. And therefore, if he wants to do halisa, he has to wait until um, he becomes old enough to do halisa or if one of his other brothers who is older than him does halisa. However, if he was under nine years years in a day, his bi'ah is not considered bi'ah, his relations are not considered relations, and he cannot do yibum. And he has to wait till he grows. However, however the marital relations of a nine year old are not considered to be valid, fully. Um, uh, binding marital relations to this woman, and therefore she is not um, disallowed to have marital relations with someone else until he um, has mar- the the nine the the child has marital relations with her after he's thirteen years old. Also, the same applies to a girl that was under twelve years old, if. Um, she, if she was married before 12 years old and then her, her husband passed away she, so her brother um, may uh, and she has zikana to somebody she's a yabama so um, uh, if the, the the brother of her deceased husband wants to do yibum on her he may do yibum but she may not do halisa until she grows above age 12 and um, we know that she is um, uh, a bogeret and even if she has marital relations after the age of 12, we do not do halisan her until we know for sure that she's above 12 and that she has simanim, that she has some uh, signs that show that she has um, uh, grown in the right, in, uh, grown and become older. The same way a boy cannot do boom until he becomes, sorry, a boy cannot do halisa until he becomes above 13, 
until he becomes a male, a man, ish. So also a girl cannot do halisa until she becomes a, um, uh, a bogeret, what we call um, uh, mature, um, which is above age 12. And uh, that she has uh, physical uh, attributes of an uh, that, that show that she's um, already reached um, uh, some certain matureness. And a child and two young, um, two children that were yevamot that had zika that um, had marital relations, they grow one with another until um, uh, they are old enough to divorce or whatever, if they wanted to. A woman that needs to be done Yibuman, she does not do the Yibuman or the Halisa until she waits 90 days after the, the, the date of death of the husband. Right, just like any other woman that her husband had passed away, if she wants to get remarried, she has to wait 90 days. And why can't she do halisa within those 90 days? In other words, the annulment of the possible need of remarriage to, the, to her deceased husband's brothers, which is not marriage, it's annulment of her obligation of marriage to the brothers, because this annulment, which we call halisa, can only be done on a woman who we can do yibuman. However, if she cannot be done yibuman, which is within the 90 days, then we also cannot do halisa. Therefore, after the 90 days passed, when she can do yibum, then only can she do halisa, even though halisa is an annulment of marriage and not a instatement of marriage. And as long as she is not, well, right. However, if Halisa Yibum were done on her within the 90 days, then, and um, uh, as long as she's not pregnant, in other words, that we know that she wasn't pregnant in any way in other, um, uh, from the previous husband, in other words, we see after three months that she wasn't pregnant from the previous husband, then this Halisa Yibum is a valid Halisa Yibum. Now, let me explain. The reason we have to wait 90 days from the death of a husband for the wife to remarry her, etc., is because three months is the 90 days is the amount of time that if she was impregnated by the previous husband that passed away, we would know that she was impregnated. However, if Halisar Yibum were done within the 90 days, and we after 90 day and after the 90 days pass, we see that she was that she's not pregnant, then we know she was not pregnant from the pre previous husband, and therefore these two are valid. Um, uh, a woman who was done halisa'an. And we found out that she ended up, she was pregnant, and she gave birth. If the child was a strong child who did not pass away, we call valat shalakayama, in fact, the child that lived more than 30 days or wasn't prematurely born and passed away out of, out of, as a result of that, but rather a regular child, then this is as though she was never done halisa'an and she's allowed to marry a kohen because, uh, because she doesn't lose her status of allowance to marry a kohen because she was not done halisa'an. Umutar bikroboteha. And the brother of her deceased husband may marry her 
her close relatives because the halisa is not considered halisa. We said that if he does halisa on her, then he can't marry her close relatives. But since this halisa was annulled, then he can marry her close relatives. However, if the woman um, lost the pregnancy, or she gave birth to a child that didn't live more than 30 days, what we call it wasn't a valachalakayama, or is born prematurely and passed away as a result, um, uh, the bro- then the brother has to redo halisa again, or one of his other brothers do halisa, because the previous halisa was not a valid halisa. Because the um, halisa of a pregnant woman is not considered halisa, and the bi of a preg- the, the marital relations, uh, the the yibum of a of a of a pregnant woman from her previous husband is not considered yibum until we know what happens, what the status of the child that, that is born is. If he's a proper child that grows healthily, then she the woman is not in need of yibum or halisa because there's a child for the, the deceased husband. However, if the child is not a properly born child and passes away, etc., then she needs yibum and halisa, and we will own. We can only know that after. The fact of the giving birth. Therefore, somebody who marries, who does yibum halisa on a yibama, a woman that is pregnant, she may not marry her 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 um, co-wives may not get married, may not remarry until this woman gives birth, because we don't know if she is um, really in in real need of halisa yibum until after she gives birth and we see if the child was a valid child. Somebody who does yibum on a woman and it ended up that she was pregnant. We, um, uh, we split between them and we wait. We see if she got lost the pregnancy, then he must redo yibum again. Because... Uh, because it, now he, from from the time of the loss of the pregnancy, she really becomes, we know for sure that she was Hayavit Yibum. However, if she gives birth, even if the child dies on the day of birth, then the, the person who did Yibum on this woman must um, uh, divorce her with a get and do Halisa for her. And then she could be allowed to marry other people because once she gave birth, then it is considered that she has to do Halisa and not Yibum. And if the child was born and lived more than 30 days, become then the whole, everything gets annulled from the gecko. She was never needed in, in need of yibum and she was irva. She was completely disallowed on this, this brother that married her, um, just like a married woman that is disallowed on a brother, on, on her uh, husband's brother. And therefore the yibum loses any of its um, validity at all. And therefore, she doesn't need a get because there was no yibum. The yibum lost completely any any of its status of validity. A woman that gave birth, that gave birth six months after she um, uh, was done yibuman, she gave birth to a strong baby that survived. So we have a safek, we, we're not sure if this valad was nine months, uh, a, a nine month pregnant, nine month pregnancy for the previous, for the first husband or a seven month pregnancy for the brother that did yibum. Therefore, the brother must give her a get and the valad, the child that comes out is kasher. We don't consider him a mamzer, we don't consider him a, a child born out of improper relations. 
ואם בא עליה אחר שילדה, הבנים שיבואו אחריו ספק ממזרים. However, if, however, if um, uh, the husband, however, if after a woman gives birth, and we still do not know if the child is going to be a valat shel kairmana, and somebody does yibum on her, then, and, and then it ends up that the, the child lived, and he became a valat shel kairmana, so the brother who did yibum for his deceased husband on the woman, on the deceased husband's wife, um, causes it to be that whatever child is born out of those relations is safik mamzer. We're not sure if he's a um, improperly born child or not. And with this, we finish that chapter. Baruch Adonai min